I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. This song is yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find a link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 76. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Romani. The Belgian-born singer-songwriter recently released her gorgeous EP, Little Big Steps. In today's episode, we're talking with Romani about the continuous growth of an artist, what she learned from busking, and what inspires her songwriting. Here we go. Our guest today is a Belgium-born, Melbourne-based singer-songwriter. Inspired by acts such as Daughter and Phoebe Bridges, she recently released her gorgeous EP, Little Big Steps. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Romani. Uh, Hello, good afternoon. How are we? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Um, uh, it's an honour to be on the show. Thank you. Uh, we were just discussing before that you're currently in Melbourne at the moment. Yes, that's correct. Um, I think third week of sixth lockdown, um, if I am correct. Yeah, that should be right. How are you finding lockdown? Because I know for some people and creatives as well it can kind of be like a, uh, a the silver lining is that you can use it to you know write and create but some people are not having a bar of that as well how are you finding it yeah um it fluctuate like it's it's really up and down um at the moment i am struggling a little bit um I am uh, on a two-year visa in this country and, um, yeah, we spent more than seven months of it in lockdown, like in between four walls, so I'm getting a little bit crazy. Um, My visa is also set to run out uh, at this stage. But, yeah, trying to stay hopeful and trying to at least pick up a guitar um, once a day or try and, like, free write at least one page in a notebook. Um, Yeah, so trying but not trying to put pressure on myself. Um, because I find that that's really uh, counteractive. Uh, if I try and like push myself, then it's not going to happen. I know that already. <laughs> I feel like sometimes if you try and force it too much, it does kind of um, almost you just kind of you get stuck on an idea that doesn't work and you just focus on that instead of letting it kind of happen organically mm-hmm. and naturally. Yeah, yeah. I can, uh, I'm very, um, yeah, I relate to that a lot. <laughs> uh, as you just mentioned, you are on a visa here. You are originally from Belgium. Yeah. And have been in Melbourne since I think mid to late 2019. Yeah, that's correct. Um, October 2019. Yeah. 
we haven't really been that hospitable to you, have we? It's like the worst time to <laughs> the come bushfires and bushfires and then, yeah. Um, yeah, feels like I'm in the in the Truman Show sometimes, but <laughs> it's not about me. So, I've <laughs> yeah, um, we are, yeah. It's definitely like this period of time makes you think like, oh, poor me. But then you have to put it in perspective, like we're all in the same situation. So, it's... Um, I try and reach out to people as much as I can. Like, it's not because we're in this lockdown that you cannot meet people. So I'm trying to reach out to other creatives and try and set up Zoom calls uh, and still like, yeah, still try and make the most of it, I guess. Yeah, of, co- of course it has to, um, you have to find something to not just do in sense of keeping yourself busy, but like it's... Uh, the project, your your artistry yourself is is a thing that has been continuing and going throughout this time, even before, um, as you said, the bushfires and the pandemic and everything else. <laughs> the um, the new EP is currently out at the moment, Little Big Steps. It is gorgeous. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm happy that it's out there. It's been a long time coming indeed, and I've been sitting on it for a bit, like, doubting if I should release it during lockdown. Um, But yeah, I guess it's about those insecurities and about those uncertainties. And I was like, oh, might as well put it out there. Maybe people can relate to it. And I hope people can feel it. Yeah. Feel that they're not alone in this situation. I feel like they, uh, as I just said, the songs are gorgeous. They're very, um, what's the word? It's almost like a lived-in kind of feeling to them. Like they feel like they can they connect quite easily, which I think is a very, um, very. It's a difficult thing to do. Like it's not easy to make a song feel like an old jumper that you love wearing or something like that. <laughs> That's <laughs> a I'm, good. And I mean that as, yeah, meant as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could feel it. The warmth of the warm old jumper. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Um, when you are sitting down to write some of these songs, where do you get your inspiration from? I get it. It sounds silly, but I get it from myself. And I always want to f- like write about things that I've experienced or that I've seen. Like I, I recently wrote a song about a movie that I've seen and I still like it's not it, the song was about dementia and it was not like I'm not suffering from dementia but I had seen that movie and I've experienced it within my family and I feel like if you want to ro- write a song that is relatable for others it needs to be most of all relatable to yourself and um yeah I think I always want to stay true to that and not write about things that I don't know clue about um yeah I feel like that's a very um smart idea sometimes if you're not totally clued in on what you're writing about, it can, it can go well, but sometimes it doesn't go yeah. well either. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to be a, like a fraud or I don't want to feel like a fraud in songwriting. So yeah, that's, and I guess that's try. Yeah. I, I feel like I write simple songs because also English is not my first language. And I've been speaking a lot of Dutch with my partner because we're just by ourselves. So I feel like my English <laughs> is getting a little bit, backwards um at some stages um but yeah that also makes me want to like look for those phrases that i'm yeah sometimes i google for like nice sounding english words (laughs) and then yeah (laughs) see if i can relate to it in some way i guess yeah (laughs) 
Of course, I can definitely understand that. Um, just kind of touching on what you were saying, like I know that songwriting is like an ever-evolving kind of practice. Like it's not something that you pick up and then that's it and, and you never have to work on it again. Um, mm-hmm. I believe, and I could be wrong, so please correct me if I am, I believe that back in Belgium you maybe maybe told a fib or lied to get into a songwriting class to yeah <laughs> how did you pick that up <laughs> yeah I um I had no clue what I was doing I um have never been taught songwriting or well back then before I signed up for a course where I actually wasn't actually allowed into um but yeah I, I really wanted to start and like learn about the craft and I was just yeah I had written one song and it was like good but also I didn't know how I could continue with it and I really liked expressing myself via songs and um I went into the music school and there was this cool songwriting course and I really wanted to get into it and the teacher was like sorry you need to be like advanced at your at one instrument like piano or guitar and I I used to play the saxophone and I was like but I can like I can read some <laughs> sheet music and he's like nah it doesn't count and then I went to like another guitar teacher and I was like look I have written some songs and I just want to get better can you just Put on this paper that I've been in this course and he's like yeah okay um he didn't know what he signed himself up for but uh yeah uh it was a fun year and I learned so much during that year and I feel in the end that I did belong in that course because I I was writing songs and the teacher was also really happy about what I was doing in that course so in the end sometimes a little white lie cannot hurt <laughs> I, don't, I feel yeah. like yeah, I feel like you showed them that uh, yeah, the little white lie proved its worth. You, you made sure that like you showed your importance of being in that class. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> I didn't know that that little lie would catch up on me in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm curious what your thoughts are on because it is like as we just said, it's it's a skill or um, skills in itself guitar playing instruments that you continue to learn and some artists kind of they they do what they know and then that's it and they don't planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Grow from that, I guess. 
how yeah. important do you think it is for musicians and creatives in general to be able to continue to go back and learn and even like take classes, whatever it may be to improve and grow their creative muscles? Uh, it's so important. I, I personally really struggle with me being behind on others. And I've been having this conversation with my band members and my keys player actually said something really important because she was like, the songs that you make are so pure because you have no clue what you're doing sometimes. And <laughs> like you would write a chord progression that is beautiful, but it's like, it is controversial because it's, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing and it's not by the rules of a book, but then I do feel like I need those lessons. Like I'm going to sign up after lockdown to get back into guitar lessons because I feel like I'm, there's so much that I can learn still. And I've, I feel like for everyone that can count, like even if you're the most skilled guitarist, well, maybe you can get into piano because if you like learn another instrument, you'll get new perspectives and that might bring new songs. So yeah, I'm definitely trying to do something new um, at least once a month and then we'll see what comes from it. That's very cool. I think that's an awesome like little project to, to, to do something new every month and then yeah, build it from there. Yeah. Obviously, as we mentioned, it's a bit difficult to get a proper gauge on it with being in lockdown and everything else. But I'm curious on your thoughts of how the Melbourne music scene differs from the Belgian music scene or if there's any comparisons between them. It's very different. And um, I am I have been very blessed that I, even in lockdown, have been here because I feel like it's like nowhere else. I've, I've lived in, um, well, I've obviously lived in Belgium, but I've also lived in, in Barcelona when I was studying Spanish. And I feel like Melbourne is so unique in the sense that everyone's just somewhat involved with music and it's such a tight community. In, in the beginning, I was really overwhelmed because I was like, shit, everyone's a musician. Everyone's so much better than I am. I will never be a musician. Um, but then I started to get to know musicians and everyone has those insecurities. And we started to jam and the one musician knows the other. And it's such a small community in the end. Everyone knows <laughs> everyone. Um, and it's amazing. Like I'm, I'm so blessed. I, I learn from everyone every day and yeah, it's it's been really nice, and I'm very happy that we chose Melbourne as a as a city to, to move to. Yeah, Melbourne, I would say probably is like the arts slash musical hub of Australia. So it could have been very different. You're very very lucky that Melbourne was the. Um, <laughs> Well, I, I lived in Brisbane uh, when I was 18 um, to study English and I had only one suitcase and I also chose to bring my guitar and I'm happy that I did. But I, yeah, I definitely, I think if I would have chosen Melbourne when I was 18, maybe I would have studied music in uni, but yeah, I didn't, <laughs> but I'm still happy about my choices. Of course. No, I stand by those choices. I think you've made some good choices. <laughs> When, when you came to Melbourne, were you, uh, I might have this wrong, were you busking to begin with and then working up to gigs? Yeah. Um, well, I was just, 
I came into the city and arrived here with probably a spreadsheet of venues that I wanted to play at. But also because of that overwhelming feeling of a new city, I was back home in Belgium. I was playing almost every week um, in the lead up to our us leaving the country. And I was like, oh, this is actually quite all right. Like I could maybe make a living out of this. And then coming here, it was like starting from fresh. No one knew about me. And I I think I asked like two venues and they're like, oh, we're like fully booked. And I was like, shit. Um, but then, yeah, basking was an obvious choice because everyone like starts on the street here. I had the feeling. Um, and it was quite nice. Like everyone, the, bus- the basking community is... Um, very inclusive and um yeah it was nice um i busk from time to time still and you just gauge what people like and you can practice some new songs and if people interact with it you know that that's the song that you want to record so i I find that a magical feeling um yeah i imagine it is a really good way to kind of road test Mm. music because there's no at like a compared to a show that you might play at a venue, there is no preconceived notions. There's no expectations. It's literally you and the music. Mm-hmm. It's scary. It's um, <laughs> you cannot force people to stop and listen. And um, the very first time I bust, I had a really shitty amp, and no one could hear me. And then another busker came up to me, and he's like, "It's not you, girl. Your amp is just." it's not not loud enough and I was like oh that's why (laughs) and then the next time I had a better battery and yeah then people stopped and I was like okay shouldn't beat myself up for this um but yeah it's I recommend going with a friend if you want to busk because it you you cannot beat yourself up if no one listens because sometimes people are just in their own mindset and yeah need to hurry to the station so they cannot listen but it's not that they don't like your music then um yeah that's the overthinking inner critic (laughs) probably coming out (laughs) very very normal for a musician yeah 100% (laughs) do you think that there's anything that you took away from busking and were able to put into your live shows, like maybe it was um, a better way to to drown out people talking or whatever it may be? Um, I definitely, I have um, quite a big uh, stage fright and busking definitely helps with that, just trying not to be nervous and like even if you, because I had always been playing solo, so if you miss a note, everyone knows it's you because, well, you're the only one up there. So I've been really like during busking, sometimes if it's not on pitch, well, it's not on pitch. So I've really tried and take that self-reflection with me on stage on a show. And now I have a band. So if there's a wrong note, I can just blame my guitarist or something. (laughs) Um, No, no, I'm... um, yeah, it, it's just all part of the show, I guess. And um, yeah, just that practice. I think everyone um, just needs to grow into their craft and um, I'm still learning. So yeah, I'm just happy to play. I I really love playing live and interacting with people. So I really miss that right now. Of course, uh, what I was about to ask, 
I believe last week the EP launch was postponed Correct. until we're able to um, to celebrate. But are you, yeah, are you looking forward to to be able to play these songs to people and, and oh launch God, the EP? Yes. Um, <laughs> we were gonna. Well, we've practiced obviously with the band, and um, I've been showing them some new songs, and it's just. Yeah, it clicked really well and they really understand where I want to grow into. Um, I've sort of gave, gave them some references, which I can see on some records um, behind you there. Um, and everyone was like, yeah, I can really hear that. And it's it's been really fun, the couple of shows that we've played already. Um, so, yeah, I'm just longing to get back on the stage um, and play the EP and, and the new songs uh, for people with the band. Yeah, Have you been practicing obviously in a safe and legal capacity with lockdown but have you been able to practice these new songs and like take the um the solo act into a into the band atmosphere and work that out yeah um we were super lucky because during the fifth and the sixth lockdown I think no might be between the fourth and the fifth but um I was actually I had postponed my fake friend single launch from May to June and we were super lucky to be playing those shows and um it was at Abbotsford Convent and it were two sold out shows and it was just very wholesome because it was just our our second show but then people showed up and we had lots of fun playing the new songs and yeah, I've I've been really lucky to find musicians that really know their instrument really well, and they immediately like understood their parts. Um, and yeah, it's it's been amazing. I never thought that I, as a singer songwriter, could sound better with a band, and they understood. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, I'm super happy that I have a band now, and I think I want to play with a band always, um, just because it reaches that bigger feeling, I guess. I think that there's, uh, I know before we were talking about the records that are behind me and influences like Phoebe Bridges and, and things like that. I think that there is um, something really special about singer songwriters more so than other genres. And I don't mean any disrespect to them, but there is something <laughs> about how you can have a song that you're able to play on guitar and do solo and, it conveys one emotion and it can still be like heartbreaking, but then you can add a band to it and still have that same element, but it just kind of adds to it. Whereas, yeah, maybe dance EDM genres don't have that same ability mm -hmm. to do that or it's very different. Yeah. But, it's very yeah. flexible. Yeah, that's true. Um, you can play in a, in a small venue or you can play a big stadium with a band and it'll still be that song. Um, yeah, it's, it's really special to hear my music with other instruments and I'm I'm so proud of this record because it's it is a new sound from what I've previously done and yeah I'm I'm happy with how it's turning out and I'm looking forward to the next thing. <laughs> of course uh, well, that was what I was going to ask we've we've got the EP now um obviously there has been a bit of time where you've been able to work and write in lockdown can we expect uh, another ep or maybe even an album sometime in the future yeah um i jokingly said to my um producer while recording the first one i was like when are we doing the next one <laughs> um 
but yeah, I think I've been thinking for it about it for a long time and yeah, I've got all these new songs and I, I think I want to record some more. Um, and it might even be with just my band members because, well, we've been writing all the arrangements during rehearsal. So, um, I'm very excited for lockdown to lift so we can just hang out and see where we get. Um, I don't want to put pressure on it because it's been a hard time for everyone. Um, but yeah, we'll see. That's very exciting. We'll definitely keep our eyes peeled for that. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> lastly, uh, we usually would ask, uh, I guess, what they're currently listening to, if there's any albums or just songs that are um, on repeat at the moment for yourself. Uh, I've been spinning the Maple Glider record uh, a lot to enjoy is the only thing, I think. Um, yeah, it's just those songs feel so relatable and they're so vulnerable, so pure. And um, yeah, it's everything that I aspire to be. Um, that's my main record that I'm spinning. And of course, I think Middle Kids is my <laughs> most listened to artists on Spotify. I'm not looking forward to those wrap-up lists in December because I think it's just <laughs> going to be a few artists. Um, well, still looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, those yeah are my main go-to artists. Very solid picks. Um, yeah, uh, Romani, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today, and congratulations again on the EP. It is um it is uh, gorgeous. Thank you so much for having me. This was a pleasure. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Romani for her time. Little Big Steps is out now, and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to stream the EP or buy tickets to her tour. We also want to give a huge shout out to Jade at Beehive PR for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes, where you'll be able to listen to all of our guest picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning, with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.